Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Defoe wriggles away from McCartney and Reed. Past Noble. Defoe! That is quite outstanding from Jermaine Defoe. The former Hammer gets his ninth of the season with a belter. There's a chance for Asui Koto looking for Crouch on the far side there. Defoe! What a start! Electrifying from Jermaine Defoe and Tottenham! Holby, Defoe. Hello and welcome to The Last Word on Spurs. We hope you're keeping very, very safe and well. Merry Christmas to you all. And thank you so much for viewing, tuning in to this very, very special edition of The Last Word on Spurs. A real special feature that we're bringing you today. But before we announce the legend that we've got before our eyes here, listen, next to me is another, another legend. Of, of course. course, runner, conductor, instructor of our crazy train. <laughs> it can only be Mr. Lee McQueen. Lee, how are you, bud? Rick, I'm really well, thanks. Uh, viewers and listeners, really good to, uh, to see you. Merry Christmas as well. I hope you're having a fantastic festive period and I am buzzing. I'm fanboying, right? I'm not even lying to you. We have got one of the 
Tottenham Hotspur legends sitting in front of us today. Um, and we're in the uh, the press auditorium as well at uh, at the training ground. At, uh, so I I'm absolutely buzzing, Rick, and it's going to be a wonderful show. So sit back, relax, drink a bit of your sherry, whatever it is that you do on Christmas Day, and, uh, and, and watch this wonderful content we're about to bring you. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, enjoy it. Merry Christmas to you all and enjoy the wonderful Jermaine Defoe. How are you, bud? Yeah, good. You? Yeah, not bad. Thank you so much, mate, for your time. No problem. Um, really special interview for us that we've been... Last one Spurs has been founded for like six, seven years. So I think, again, this kind of marks another big moment for us in where we've got a real, true Spurs legend coming thank on the you. pod. So uh, thank you so much. And no I problem, suppose no the problem. first question is, as if we'll be back home? Yeah, it feels good. It's something that, like, um, obviously we spoke before. Mm. About like um, it was always going to happen, um, you know. When I re when I finished playing, um, coming back home, uh, you know, two spells, long time here, relationship with the fans, a lot of the staff are you know still here, so many familiar faces. So to sort of like be here, sort of like to, that transition from being obviously the player to a coach is for me. It's, it's I mean it's been great, amazing stuff, Jermaine. Um, not only have you lit up the lane over the past 10 years or so, um, but, uh, you know, 2004 to 2008 and 2009 to 2014, as Rick just touched upon. But he also represented West Ham, Bournemouth and Portsmouth, Toronto as well. So we'll probably touch upon that a bit later on as well. So I know you had some fun out there. Sunderland as well, which we talked about in uh, just before coming on. And of course, winning the title with Rangers as well. Um, well, you served also as a player coach and helped the club, as I just said, uh, lift the title. Um, you called time on a wonderful playing career. And I'll be honest with you, viewers and listeners, man, this guy can still play. I'm telling you, this guy is like I was like actually in the gym this morning, yeah, actually. Man, you, you are a mega bench presser, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. absolutely loving it. Um, has it kind of sunk in that you've, you, your playing career has kind of come to, to, to an end? I think it has, to be honest. I think it has. I think, um, I mean, I've spoken to players that have finished and they say like the first, obviously, six months yeah. is that difficult. Um, but I think with me, it's sort of like, because um, I played for so long, yeah. And it wasn't a case of, you know, so, you know, unfortunately some players, they have to retire because of like injuries Injury and stuff whatever, like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But for me, it wasn't the case. It was like, I was ready to finish. Um, you know, if someone would have said to me when I first started playing, you know, my first professional game at 17 and I made my debut at West Ham and then you finish at 39. Amazing. Yeah, exactly. Do you really want to be playing football into your forties? Like yeah, when, you yeah. don't, when you don't really need to. Um, of course we love the game and you want to play forever, but I mean, the reality is at some point you're going to have to stop. And, and, and like I said, from 17 to, to 39, I mean, it's, it's a lot of games. Amazing career. It's I a mean, lot of games yeah, in that. But like, yeah, I, I loved every, every moment. And you, you mentioned just a minute ago, like obviously using the gym like this morning and stuff. Is it just gym work that you do? Or, you know, like the likes of Ryan Giggs, who did play on to his 40s and that sort of stuff, like get onto the kind of yoga and that sort of stuff. Is that, is that how you keep yourself kind of front body and mind and that sort of thing? Yeah, you try and obviously, obviously not to the same intensity, but you still try and... Go in the gym when you can, um, and probably look and, and so it's so much more relaxed now because before while you're playing, you have got to stick to a program. Where I've got to do this on this day. I can't do too much of this and stuff yeah. like that. But now you can just go in there, have a blast, and then you can just like there's not so much of a program. And obviously when I when I'm out there with the boys on the grass, and I can jo balls, yeah right? joining the sessions, yeah, you know, yeah. like joining the finishing session. Still got it. Yeah, it's good. It's been good. <laughs> it's been. It's been. It's, you it's, still got it, mate. It's been, it's been quite funny. The boys, some of the boys, not happy with me with the finishes and that. But <laughs> it's been, uh, no, nah, it's been good. So I was like, just I think the the probably the nearest thing you get to to being a player is probably coaching. Yeah, yeah. 
being on the grass, putting your boots on and, and giving something back to, back to the to the younger players. Yeah, no, for sure. You've already been a massive part of the fabric of the football club. Obviously, of course, playing for us twice in two different spells. Um, you're now into the next phase of your career, of course, by joining our academy setup where you're closely alongside our existing coaching team. And there's obviously the fact that you've got the under-17s, under-21s age groups. How much are you enjoying this new role for you at the club? Yeah, I'm loving it because it's obviously something that I've always wanted to do. Um, probably didn't think about it as much sort of like, I don't know, in my 20s. Um, but as I've sort of like come to the back end of my career and I've seen players that I played with, like, I don't know, like Steve, as you mentioned, played mm. with it for England and, and Frank. Um, and other, other, like, you know, the Ashley Coles that I've gone into coaching yeah. that, you know, in my sort of like generation, Ledley did a little bit. Mm. Um, so there's been, there's been, there's, I mean, there's been loads, Scott Parker, yeah. that, have, that have done coaching, become managers, starting in the academy. You know, Steve started at Liverpool, Scotty actually was here and become managers and successful managers. Um, so I think when I've sort of like seen that, then obviously you think, okay, you know, I'm, I might want to go down that path as, uh, you know, obviously doing a little bit of, of, of TV stuff as well, um, which I've enjoyed. But for me, the priority is obviously coaching because I love football. Yeah. Um, and it's always nice as well to come back and, you know, give something back to the, to the younger players and that next generation. It's probably too early to ask you this, but I will ask it anyway. Is there anything already at the time you've started the coaching here and it gives you the greatest satisfaction as a coach at this early stage with yeah. players. What gives you the greatest satisfaction at the moment? I think when you're, when you're, I mean, the coaches here, all the coaches here, they've been brilliant with me, to be honest. Mm -hmm. You know, I just want to sort of like um, learn as much as I can. Um, but in terms of that satisfaction, you know, when you sort of like you work with a group of players all week and then you go into a game and they sort of like execute a game plan, for instance, and, you know, they win on the weekend and you come in on a Monday and the boys are buzzing. Or after a game, like you go in the change rooms and the boys are like proper buzzing, they've got the tunes on. And just, just to see that sort of, just to see that sort of atmosphere, because I've been there and it's just like, you walk in and stuff like that and it's such a nice feeling um, because all you want, you know, it, there's no better satisfaction for a coach to see seeing these players win, develop, and hopefully at some stage, you know, get to the other side and get into the first team and have like careers in the game. Just, just touching upon that, if, if I can, like you, you mentioned, we talked about Ian White, he's quite a, you know, a massive influence on your career in terms of, you know, as a young player, seeing him at West Ham and following his career and, Kind of watching video. I remember seeing you another, um, listening to another podcast, and you talked about watching footage of Ian White and then going out and kind of replicating it as a kid yeah. and that sort of stuff. And now you're in that position almost, like yeah, with, yeah, yeah. you know, running the academy or managing the academy. The you know the the youngsters are looking up to you and doing that. So when you talk about kind of getting involved, are you kind of showing them like game plans or tactical? Or, um, I remember one of one of the things that you talked about before was you know Ian White was holding on to your holding on yeah, to yeah, your bed yeah. or your back or something don't run into the box too early. Is that sort of things that you now pass on to in the role that you're in now? Yeah, and I think a lot of it's probably demonstrating because you can talk to people and say, right, exactly. yeah, do yeah. this, do this, do this. But sometimes I feel like when, if you can demonstrate, mm. if you're like a younger coach, obviously sometimes difficult for coaches as they get older to demonstrate. But I think if you can demonstrate certain things in that, then, you know, the players can see it. Because mm. so, that's what Wright did with me. Yeah, like yeah, he yeah. was obviously still playing. So I would watch Wrighty in training, would do finishing, and then he would speak to me about obviously, you know, um, you know, not getting into the box too early. So he would hold my training kit. Yeah, amazing. Just that resistance and that. And then he would push me to the near post and be like, right, that's the timing. So stuff like that, yeah. where you can demonstrate, I think that's I think that's probably the most important thing for the for the players. Instead of just talking and being like, right, do this, do this, do this. Whereas actually, if you do it like this, I'll, I'll join in with you and you can watch my, whether that's the movement or the way I hit the ball or the way yeah, I yeah. sort of like put my body over the ball so I'm not leaning back so that we don't go over the bar. Little things like that. 
where you can demonstrate it, uh, joining the sessions and actually stop and actually talk about it. So it's, it's good. And, and, and you mentioned, Jermaine, as well, about um, kind of executing a game plan, like, it, you know, at this level, like you go out, you work on something, and then, uh, you know, on a Saturday or whatever, they, you know, the team go out and execute. Do you think it's changed, like, from even 10 years ago, like, or when you first came in, like, game plans and tactical... Um, how tactical aware you have to be as a coach now. Yeah. You know, we, we're talking off air, weren't we, about, you know, like yeah. Antonio Conte, Pep Guardiola, you know, Jurgen Klopp, these, Mauricio Pochino, these fantastic coaches. Do you think that that's changed a bit? I mean, you played on some amazing managers, right? Don't get me wrong, but yeah, do you changed, think that's changed it? a lot? Yeah, I think everyone knows that the game's changed in terms of like, that sort of like, um, in terms of like tactics and stuff like that. And uh, I think it's changed a lot. I'm not saying that obviously back in the day there was never tactics. You don't mm. just go out and play. No, yeah. no. You set your team out, right? This is how we want to play. This is the formation. This is the personal and stuff like that. But I think the way the game's gone now, in terms of tactics, it's, uh, it's changed a lot, to be honest. And, or even um, like analytical stuff that we were talking yeah, about before. That, I mean, like, that's yeah, in terms of, now, you know, speak about analysts and stuff like that, you know, all the top managers would have the best yeah. analysts because literally these analysts, they're in the, in the, um, in the office, in front of the computer all day. Mm. You know, in possession, what do we do in possession? What do we do out of possession? You know, the team that we're playing against, what, how good are they in possession? What, like, yeah. So it's just relentless. Yeah. Um, it's not just a case of, you know, the manager, assistant manager. Like there's different teams. You've got the analyst team, you've got like the, the sports science, you've got the, the medical department, you've got the managers, the coaches. Like the game's gone to like another level, yeah. Yeah. So, to yeah. be honest. And that's why you see a lot of coaches and managers, you look at their backroom staff, and it's like um, it's, 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 an yeah, it's, like, it's another team. It's <laughs> yeah, another team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I think you need that. So, like, if you've got that, so as the manager or the, the assistant manager, like, you, and you're not stepping on anyone's toes, you know, you're you're good at what you do. Yeah, you're an expert at what you do. Mm. You're so, and then you're all helping each other. Yeah, for it to work. So, I think just that that's just the way the game's gone now. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Just on what you touched upon there, JD, on terms of game plans, uh, I'm just really intrigued to know. Obviously, for you, obviously, this phase of coaching now, how do you find it is delivering that message succinctly and kind of simplistically to the players that you're working with in terms of whether it be drills or whether it be yeah. approaching a game? For you, how, how did you always find for you was the best way that message was delivered? Was it keeping it pretty, pretty brief? Yeah. Was it more in depth? How did you find yeah, for me, how it was, you that on now? For me, it was like when I was playing, obviously it's like, um, it's you get your week, you know what you're doing in a week. And a lot of times like when I was playing on a, like, probably on a Thursday, Friday, mm. you get all the tactical information yeah whereas early in the week it's like more you train mm. you get the intensity the yep. sessions have got to be the, the quality in the sessions obviously leading up to the weekend but then come closer to the game it's the, the tactical information about the meetings and stuff like that and this is what we've got to do in possession this is what we've got to do out of possession but the, and then the players know their roles here anyway because mm. these players yep. in the academy they've been doing it for so long yeah yeah, yeah. um and I suppose it's just sort of like just remembering the key messages yeah. and probably just like reminders really. Yeah. Right. Just, just like, just reminders. Yeah. Because a lot of the time it's like, okay, this is what we've done the last game. This is what we've got to do again. Because it doesn't really matter who you're playing against. The, yeah. the, the, the key message is always the same. It's the same principles. Um, and that's it really. So, but yeah, it's quite interesting though, because like obviously you said about before when I, obviously when I first started mm. and how, how it was then back then compared to now. Yeah. And like, um, and I look at it now, and in, even with like with the meetings and how how it is in the academies now, where you have like you would train, have have a, like a review right. of training and the games and stuff like that. And I can't yeah. remember having too many meetings when I was in the U team at West Ham. Right. Okay. Can't remember sitting in a room and having too many meetings. You just train, and the next day, you, yeah. And it's not like I'm not saying it was wrong doing it that way, but no, it's just different. It's just, it's just yeah, yeah, it's just different. All the information now that the players get, but at the same time, I do like to. 
on a personal note, I do like to like, I always think, especially with forward players, like I think there's there's got to be like a tactical element. Like obviously everyone wants to keep clean sheets, you've got to be so, but yeah. then I always think like in a final third, then I would want players to go and express yourselves. Yeah, yeah. Because if you're not good, if you if yous weren't good at what you do, you wouldn't be here anyway. No. So I'd want players to just go and just yeah. express yourself and have freedom to rotate and, yeah. and go, and, go and win the game. One of the things that always struck me about watching you is that you would take a shot when the goalkeeper was least expecting it. Mm. So like, Early. and you, you are, I still think Early. today when I look at other forwards in comparison to what you're like, you are still for me one of those different kind of forwards that still sticks out at sticking to what your mantra was yeah. that was test the goalkeeper yeah. no matter where no matter how far out yeah. is that say again you're, you're, you would be feeling down to the youngsters is it a case of like expressing them like you just said there in any way in which they feel they want to to some degree yeah I always like because when I watch games now and I see like goalkeepers sometimes you see goalkeepers are out of position sometimes and I always think I think the best way to sort of like describe it is if a goalkeeper is sort of like out of position like we had a game here um the other day and uh, one of our players went through it was an in-house game yeah. and the goalkeeper's obviously come out too early and I just thought the goalkeeper's probably thinking like I I'm, I'm out of position yeah. like, so the goalkeeper's going to panic mm. so if you know the goalkeeper's going to panic so do exactly what the goalkeeper's not going to want you to do mm. so if he's out of position he's out of his box just just it sounds easy yeah. just lift it over him so if you, because the goalkeeper, the goalkeeper, the goalkeeper, he's not going to want me to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm going to do. Yeah. So, so that's what I'm going to do yeah. because you're out of position. You don't know where the goal is. Yeah. And you're and now you must be panicking. So mm. I'm just going to lift it over you. Yeah. Whereas if I take another touch and another touch, the goalkeeper gets back in position. Back in position. Yeah. That's what he wants me to do. Yeah. So. And you know, in terms of like getting your shot off early. No goalkeeper, like goalkeepers, they try and get set. Yes. They bounce, bounce, yeah, bounce. Yeah, right, they get yeah. set and they're yeah. ready to go. They're ready. Yeah. So. Okay, don't wait for him to get set. Hit as, a, as quick as you can. Yeah. So that, just little yeah. things that I've always kept in the back of my mind. Yeah. So that I know while I'm playing. Yeah. Obviously your instincts and in that kicking anyway. I was going to say, is that instinct? Like, instinctive, that instinct? yeah. yeah but because yeah. I've always spoke about stuff like that and I know. Yeah. So obviously it happens so quick. I'm not going to get in the box and be like, right, I'm going to get the ball and then the goalkeeper's going <laughs> to... No, it's just like, I know. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? I know. Like, now, oh, oh, if yeah. the goal's out of position and I'm just going to yeah. write, he's going to panic and I'm just yeah. going to... So. I mean, you know yourself, the Premier League is played at such a fast pace and that's why I think, again, you look at your record, that's why you were made for this league and the goals you scored because you were so instinctive and yeah. it was almost like, in a blink of a second, the yeah. ball being in the net, you take a shot off. I just do want to highlight because it sounded like I did read about you and have, have researched as well that the amount of time you spent behind the scenes watching DVDs, videos of yeah. the likes of Maradona, top, top strikers that would get their shots off variety, of course, as well. Just give us a feeling of, you know, how how often you spent in terms of that, you know, looking back, research to learn so much about the game for yourself. Rather than being told it, you went yeah. and done your own research and you were kind of ahead of the game then when it came yeah. to match day or even training as well to be the best. Yeah, because I, I suppose like young players, obviously you come in and you train, what? hour and a half yeah. and then you go home and it, for me that wasn't that, for me it wasn't enough I, did, I didn't want to just come to train and then train and then and then switch off for me it was like okay then how can I sort of like like you said uh, you know go home and just get just educate yourself mm. like I'd, I'd go home and I'd put DVDs on videotapes and stuff like that I'd, <laughs> I mean and even when I was here playing yeah. like an established player I remember speaking to a, we had a, a skills guy called a Ricardo okay and he was with Martin Yole. Mm. I spoke to Ricardo about uh, Van Basten. And then he, um, as Ricardo was Dutch, and uh, he was like, okay, he said, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get you a DVD. I've got this DVD of Van Basten. He said, just watch it. I said, okay, cool, no problem. Got me a DVD, went home, watched it. 
You know, I was watching Righty DVDs. I had one on Ronaldo, R9. Yeah. Like just so much, just that, just being at home and just studying the game. But it's like, um, and it's funny though, because even like you think about sport and the great athletes and you listen to like someone like a Floyd Mayweather or, or Mike Tyson yeah. Yeah. that literally used to sit in a room mm. and just watch all these great champions from like, from years before. Yeah. And then how can I get a bit from him? How can I like all the all the top athletes? That's what they do. That's what they do. It's not like oh, I'm 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 a, I'm a footballer actually for a couple of hours. I come into the building and when I go home, I can just I'm gonna sit on the PlayStation. That wasn't me. It was yeah, like yeah. 24 24 hour athlete and just go home, watch football, train every day, and just be the best that you can be. It's interesting, Jermaine. You you mentioned there about kind of taking a bit from from everybody, and is that uh, I'm assuming that's going to be the same in coaching as well, right? You've played some under um, amazing coaches, amazing amazing managers, and have you kind of taken a bit from that individual, bit from that person, bit from that person, and then start to bring that into your into your own coaching style? Yeah, because obviously you want to be like obviously you want to be approachable because mm. talk about the best coaches, but I think it's just more than just coaching. It's that you have to manage people. Mm. Um, that's probably important as well because if you've got a squad of like 25 players, the same. You get all these different characters. Everyone's different. Totally. Everyone's different. Like you might, you sometimes like if you speak to one player a certain way, yeah. maybe you can't speak to that player like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you know sure. what I mean? So Especially like, now though, I mean, you must see that as well in terms yeah. of the way the game is developed. You have to kind of, it's a man management piece, right? You have to yeah. treat everybody to their own idyllic style. You'd say. Exactly. And it's not yeah. easy. Mm. It can't be easy. You know, I've, I've spoken to the, to, the, to the boss here about coaching. He said to me, good luck on that. But he said, it's completely different. He said, when you're playing, you can think about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what the manager said to me. He said, "He said I've been there. I've been a, I've been a player where, on a weekend, you he said as a forward you might score two goals, mm. and then your team win. I mean, your team loses. Like it might be you, you might score two and your team loses three two. You've yeah. done your job. Yeah, but as a manager, like regardless of like the the, the result, it's like okay, the next game, the next game, the next game. So um, you're not thinking about yourself. It's about the team. Yeah. It's about the staff. It's about the club. So it's like it's it's completely it's completely different. But I played for managers that obviously." that are really approachable. You can go and speak to the manager about anything. Yeah. You can have a problem at home, you can't talk to the manager. Yeah. Because, because actually, when you think about it, it's like, when you're in the building, like my teammates and the manager, it's like, you're like family. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. With, home, you, I'm with you every single day yeah. from start of pre-season yeah. to the summer. So when I've got problems, I should, be, I should feel comfortable to actually, I'm going to go and talk to my boss. Yeah. But, and, there's, and, and there's managers that I, I, I think, I can't talk to him. Yeah. I ain't going to speak to him because... He's not really approachable. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, it's, it's huge. It's honestly, it's I have massive. to just tap in on that. Is there a split, JD? You know, you, you talk about managers there. I mean, a lot of it does feel, I mean, you've played under some wonderful man managers and then you've also played under some that are really tactically astute. Mm. Is it a case of just trying to find the right balance or did you have a preference in terms of how you were you were managed as a as a player and then you're looking to maybe turn that into coaching or is it just building all those together? I didn't, I didn't like too much information. Like, okay. I didn't like too much information because... Yeah. I think a lot of forwards, you play off the cuff anyway. I wanted the, the, the tactical detail of the team. But then with me, I didn't want the manager to say to me, right, you've got to run now. I want you to do this. I want you to do this. I want you to do this. Actually, if, if, if you trust me and you know how, how sort of like, um, and you believe that, that I'm good enough to be in the team and that, yeah. just trust me. I can actually, because yeah, you need the tactical element. But I just think with forward players sometimes, just let them go out and play. Let them go out and play. And I mentioned before, just go out and express yourself, forward players and that. But of course, there has to be a setup. I understand that. But I always, I didn't like, I, I never liked like too much sort of like information. Right. Like, and, and I spoke to a lot of forwards, to be honest, and they were, forwards were exactly the same. Yeah. Exactly the same. Was you, was you always going to be a forward? Was you always going to be a striker yeah, from always. early days? You was just like, mate, I I'm didn't understand. I didn't understand how people get in front of goal and pass it to someone. 
I didn't understand it. You got a good yeah. few assists. You got yeah, a good, got few, good assists. few assists. And I know, I know it's part of the game. If you have to yeah, pass it, you yeah, pass yeah. it because because <laughs> the team's got to win. But I didn't understand how how you could actually you could score, but you'd you'd rather pass to me, and then you and and then you'd actually get the same feeling as me scoring a goal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't understand it. If I, if I give someone an assist, I'm buzzing because we're winning. Yeah. yeah. But, but at the same time, I'd rather score the goal and, and get that. that <laughs> we, Wigan, we the Wigan, the Wigan nine one, yeah, mate. Yeah, five saw, five yeah, nil. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. quality. You're watching crazy. Five. If someone said to me, "Oh, would you have scored three and give two to someone else?" Why? No, no. <laughs> what, like why? 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 My teammates. Yeah. Should love the fact that I am so hungry to score goals. Yeah. You, mate. Because if I was if I was a midfielder yeah. and then a number nine's in front of me, yeah. that's exactly what I'd want. I'd yeah. want my number nine to be greedy and selfish. Now yeah. I can't score goals. That's what I want. Yeah, 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 if I'm yeah, a captain, yeah. I'll ask Ledley. Yeah. Ledders used to be like, you can ask Ledders. Yeah. Like, so that's just the way it is. But not just the game, training mm. as well. Yeah. Yeah. I want to score in training. If you're playing a five-side in training, I want to score. Like, yeah. Because the boys used to wind me up. <laughs> if I didn't score on the five side in training, the boy's like, what? Jay, didn't you score today? That's <laughs> everywhere yeah. I've been. But you were so you're hungry. I mean, that's what I every, think everyone loved about yeah, you. you every, on the pitch, I've I mean, been. the thing is, you were just so hungry for goals. Yeah, mate, that's how you got to be. No, no, absolutely. Um, I need to talk, we're talking about scoring goals and we've got one of the most prolific goal scorers, in my opinion, in the world, uh, playing for the football club right now. And I know you kind of help, kind of like Everyone, handed over the jersey. Everyone's opinion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, yeah. man. I'm, I'm, I'm loving this guy. Um, and you handed the jersey essentially over to Harry Kane because it brought you good luck in terms of number 18. How, um, I, I love the story that was played out on Spurs play when, you know, you were in the Range Rover and you pulled oh, up yeah, and yeah. you were playing. I mean, it's such an amazing story that you went and just had a kickabout and Harry was there and then he's come through the academy itself. Like, how, how good is he, Jermaine? And, you know... Uh, can he go, I suppose, all the way, um, you know, in, 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 in becoming the Premier League all-time goal scorer? I don't think, I think at this stage he, he's at now, I don't think he's got anything to prove mm. to anyone. I think he's done it. And I think that, but the story's crazy, really, from, from being young here. Um, all the loans, obviously. I mean, I have to touch upon that, just as Lee mentions Harry there. When you look at his journey, and I say, I think you kind of earmarked very early on, you thought, this guy's finishing is just yeah. unreal. I mean, he's going to end up, he's, gonna, he's got to get his chance eventually. Yeah. Did you always feel with Harry that, that was, it was going to always pan out this way? Or did you always have that idea? Or is I think, it, I think, it I think, there's, been, I think there's been sort of like mixed mm. opinions, really. I think there are a, lot, yeah. a lot of people, not what he had technically, not, what, not, not like the finishing and stuff. Like, I think physically, a lot of people probably back then thought, well... If you're if you're like a number nine, yeah. that want you to sort of like be more athletic and like get around the pitch and stuff like that, probably without even looking at him and thinking actually, what he's got that technically what he's got is probably a lot better than yeah. most players have got. Because um, actually, because when he was, I think when Harry was in the youth team, he was actually a midfielder. Yeah. Mm. So people talk about his passing, but I don't think a lot of people know that. Mm. So, um, I think he probably could have got a chance earlier. He's right. scoring goals, youth team level like consistently yeah. when I was here because I used to speak to him about you know, how many goals you scored and he was like consistently then he trained with the first team would score goals um, but I suppose not until when Poch came in yeah. and, sat, and, he, and and this is why it's important we speak about coaches and yeah. managing people yeah. and actually sitting actually he's like like he can finish he's a goal scorer he wants to score goals but yeah. how can we improve him how can we get him better and I think that's why the top coaches were like actually okay then because you have to be coachable you have to be, you have to be like, you know, you look at players and think, actually, okay, he's got this, that's good. But yeah. how can we get him to there? Yeah. I think Potts just looked at him and thought, okay, we need to make him quicker, yeah. stronger. Yeah. Um, and and, and that's, a, that's exactly what they did. Yeah. Focused on that side of it. 
forget about the football side of it. You've got that already. Let's yeah. focus on getting them quicker and stronger, and then then we, then we see what happens. And then it's just in your in your career as well, Jermaine, as as a player, did you did you find it like some especially in the Premier League, right? It's relentless. Like every yeah. single you know match you're playing is tough, right? Anyone yeah. can beat anyone. It's it's best league in the world. <laughs> yeah. we know. but did you you know after season one or season two or whatever, did you? feel that you start to have to adapt your game as well because people or defenders, top class defenders are working you out. Do you know what I mean? Like, so that's another aspect yeah. of the game, I isn't it? Yeah, I don't think it's like so, so much adapting your game because I just think it's like just wanting, wanting to improve from the last mm. season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So for me, it was like, for me, I always felt comfortable in front of goal. I always, I, I was always confident that if I get chances, I'll score. score like for yeah. me, it wasn't even about that. And even when I went periods when I didn't score, I was still confident actually, I could not score for six games, but then I can play on a, on a Wednesday, Wednesday night and then score a hat-trick. Yeah. 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 Do you know what I mean? So I'm not scored for six games. All of a sudden, I've scored three yeah. like, in one game. So, yeah. like, so I always believed that. But then for me, the big thing was that I was always in the gym. I did a low, lot of power work. So I thought, okay, I need to be like strong. How can I get stronger than last season? Yeah. So I'm even quicker. Mm. So it's explosive as explosive, well. Explosive, like, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've always thought, I didn't worry about the, like who I was playing against. I thought if if I'm the best version of me, it yeah. doesn't really it doesn't matter. We saw yeah, that with you as well. Yeah. I think we saw yeah. that that you know your focus was on you. You didn't really didn't look really at much care. about the no. opposition. I mean, again, so, no. show some of the goals you scored. I mean, the, obviously the overhead kick against United. Yeah, exactly. Comes yeah, to mind. I mean, I just think you were just fearless when it comes to the opposition. Yeah, goal, I think that's what you got to be. I think the you have Arsenal to, goal. Yeah. I know it was in a, in a defeat, but that goal there was just incredible. Yeah, I mean, like there's goals you've scored that just down the years you just think. But if you talk about all the top forwards, yeah, they've got that sort of like elite mindset. Yeah. Like if if Harry was here and I said to H, I said H, are you bothered about playing against I don't know Van Dyke for instance? Yeah. No disrespect. Yeah, Van Dyke. The reason why I said Van Dyke is one of the best. Yeah. But I'm not gonna be bothered about playing against no, him. No, you want to prove your because you're sort of like yeah. going off my beat. You're, you, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm I'm a forward. You're yeah. you're a defender. Yeah. You have to mark me, so I have to be on it. So yeah. it's just like it's not really. Do you know what I mean? It's not it's not something that you you, you focus on. Of course, there's certain games. Yeah. North London derby, oh, I need to be on it. It's going to be tough. Yeah. Playing against Chelsea or, or Man City. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's certain games that you, yeah. you for, for whatever reason, you probably find more. Yeah. Um, but but you never sort of like worried about it. I think you probably look, you, you, you look, look forward to the bigger games and playing against the better players. That's what it's about, right? That yeah. is what it's about. You get, you work so hard to get to that pinnacle of their massive games. And like you say, I, obviously I've never been a footballer. I know the viewers and listeners think I might have been, right, but I never have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, you're getting into big opportunities and you want to enjoy them, right? You want to enjoy them. Yeah, you want to enjoy it. it. You want to soak it up and you want to say, I'm going to show what I can do on the exactly. biggest stage, On the man. biggest stage. I'm going, to, I'm going to give it. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. 100%. I think we've got to just close off on Harry. Obviously, the, the amount of loans he had, and I, I think it's also a worth touching point that the progression what Spurs have seen in terms of academy players coming through, the way they've managed certain players, I yeah. think has to be highlighted. Obviously, for you now coming in, that would be obviously massive in terms of the academy, the, the focus on that, trying to grow our next crop of hopefully... Superstars. Superstars. That's what we're obviously planning for. Yeah. Um, do you... Is that, again, part of the work that goes on behind the scenes in terms of looking at a player when you feel, once you've developed, in, developed into a point where you feel, right, he needs to go out and play, you know, maybe it be League One, Championship football, in terms of knowing when the right time is? Because mm. I think you obviously had a couple of spells on loan as well. Does that really ground you as a player and make you ready then to yeah. come back for the... For yeah, the... I went on loan to Bournemouth. I only, I only had one loan spell because I went on loan to Bournemouth and I was yeah. like, what, 17, 18? He was incredible there, right? And I came straight back to West Ham and that. So yeah. I do think it's important. Yeah to like, sort of like go out alone and play league football because I feel I do feel like that league football is completely different mm. because when you when you when you go out there and you're actually playing league football and you and you go into a changing room with a group of men yeah that actually they're like um, compared to youth team football actually then they, they need to win on the weekend because they're getting a bonus to to pay yeah. their mortgage and look after their family so it was completely different to play in like um with 
players my age group. Yep. That you're, you're, you're st they're in digs or you're at home with your family and stuff yeah. like that. And then actually you're on loan now mm. with, with a group of men. Like they have to win. The demands of winning, the, the, the demands that they put on you, mm. um, it's, it's, it's completely different because these, these players are, are, are like seasoned professionals. You know, they have to win games. They have to, like I just mentioned before, if they, they've got mortgages to pay. Yeah. Yeah. Jeopardy, isn't it? Do you know, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. a completely different yeah. level. Yeah. Completely different and what happens mindset. is when you have that, when you're young yeah. and you have that sort of pressure, mm. I think it's good pressure actually, because yeah. then it makes you ready for when you come back. Mm. Because when you come back and then you get into the first team somewhere, yeah. and then you have to like, Walk out, walk across that white line on a Saturday afternoon in front of 60,000, mate. There's nowhere to hide. Yeah. yeah. So you have to be ready. Yeah. I'm just going to bring it, I'm going to bring it back to coaching just for a second, Jermaine. I'll pan back over to Lee because um, obviously, look, we've said you've, you've obviously played with some wonderful players. They've obviously gone on to be managers, but also the fact that Spurs have got a really strong record of producing black coaches, the likes of Chrissy Hewton, Chris Ramsey, Les Fernand, you know very well, uh, Justin Cochrane as well, and the late great, obviously, Hugo Ekihog. Um, how proud does it make you feel that? How proud is it to make you feel that the club is continuing that tradition and striving for that equality and diversity? Because I think, again, from the outside looking in, I think we can all say there's still not enough. Yeah. I would say black representation out there, and we're always striving for more. So, how proud are you to be again following that tradition and hopefully continuing that trend, which should rightly be happening? Yeah, the diversity's got it's got to be important, isn't it? And it's been something that um, that I mean, not just me, but I mean, it's been something that's been documented for years. Mm. Yeah. You talk about all the campaigns, kick it out, you yeah. know, show race on the red card, all these campaigns that began since like 1993. Yeah. You know, and then you get someone like a Troy Townsend, Andros' yeah. dad, that's yeah. doing yeah, so yeah, much yeah. in that. Troy, yeah. That's been doing his work for like nine years. Yeah. And still, when I have conversations with him, mm. it's like, yeah, but we've still got a long way to go and stuff like that. But I think in terms of like having black coaches, when you look at all the football clubs, I mean, this one by far is not being biased, yeah. of course, but when you look at the, the names that you've mentioned and, yeah. and, there's, and there's more, to be honest. Yeah, there's a lot more. We could, um, yeah, we could. Yeah, and I feel like even, when I, even, even when I was here as a player, it was a Chrissy yeah. Utens. I think you mentioned Chrissy, yeah. Les Ferdinand's, yeah. Rambo. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's amazing. And, and for me as well, when I, when I came back in the summer, and I didn't actually know, when I came back in the summer yeah. and I walked into the building and then, you know, Yaya Torres and stuff yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, 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 sure, yeah. I walked into the building and I, and I walked in and I'm seeing, play, I'm seeing players well, I'm seeing, you know, um, black coaches mm. or, or maybe, you know, someone in that's part of the sports science team yeah. that was in the academy here when I was a player no. looking at, what, are you still here? <laughs> and like, yeah, do, you know, do you know what I mean? And yeah, it's just awesome. like, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, Familiar yeah, yeah. faces and that. Yeah. And then we get together and then we're talking about like, JD, remember when you first in playing, you did this when I was in the youth team. And yeah. But it's up, important. I think it's they never played, but they've never yeah. played. They didn't play. They had yeah. careers in the game. Yeah. yeah. But they actually didn't actually get into the first team here. Yeah. But they're back here. Yeah. been given an opportunity, whether that's a coach or whether that's actually you're part of the sports science team. Yeah. You do the warm-ups and you do all that sort of stuff. So it's just, the club deserves a lot more credit. Mm. Um, I don't think people talk about it enough. And um, I mean, even when I spoke to Trey, like he, he he said to me, he said, this club, this club gets it. Yeah. And that's, we're not being biased. No. It's just the facts. We've seen the, it though, aren't we? We've the seen, facts, it. The facts yeah, we've the, seen it. The facts are the facts. And even, I knew I was coming back here even before I finished. I was still at Rangers. Yeah. I had another year on my contract. Right. And then I knew that I, actually after that year, oh, you're, you're coming back to Tottenham. Mm. I think we all felt you were going to come back, yeah. JD. I know it, we and it went, it went, back, and do you know what? It was quite funny though, because it wasn't like, okay, what do you want to do when you feel like you're coming back? It was like, no, 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 you're coming back. Yeah. So I, didn't, I didn't have a try. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, I mean, it was like, it was, it's brilliant for me because, you know, to sort of like, um, 
when you finish playing, it's always difficult anyway. Yeah, yeah. But to get an opportunity to come back to a club like this and with these sort of facilities. I was, I was about to touch on yeah. that, if I, if I can. How, how different is it from a facilities perspective? Like, we're blown away. Obviously, we don't see this every day. We are completely blown away with this. I've done a lot of work. It's mad. Um, you know, in the old state, like White Hart Lane, it's completely different, like, yeah. for here. And now you're, you know, this is your workplace, right? This is, is, the facilities here are incredible, aren't they? Yeah, it's like, that's, that's it is. It's your workplace. Yeah. Whether you're in football or whatever it is, you come to work every day with the facilities, good people. Yeah. Um, you can't ask for any more. Mm. They've done and an amazing what, job, haven't they? The club have done an amazing job. And that's what I try to explain off. to the players. Sometimes you have to realise how lucky you are, like your environment, stuff like that. Because I said, with us, some of the coaches and that, like you talk about brace, like, brace and stuff like that, and, and you know, Nige, like... Actually, when we when we started, we had portal cabins. Yeah, we had a portal cabin. When was that West Ham right? With Chad Waheef, we had portal cabins. And the thing is, the funny thing is, we were happy yeah, yeah. and nothing changed. We were on a train and then yeah, yeah, but but the difference where we had portal cabins and that, and when we had one big bath, it weren't like ice baths and a proper like, okay, like one big bath, the lads used to get, all get in a bath and stuff like that. And then but like smaller training ground, there was probably two two main pitches, but here, you've got numbers of pitches. Yeah. The quality of the pitches. Like um, you got like the, the the food, the canteen, you know, the gym. This is just like the academy. So I'm not even talking about the first team side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I know we're. Um, I know this is a typical last one on Spurs phrase here. Conscious of time. We've got oh, we've got that one. In a, got to get that squeezing one. Squeezing a final few questions, JD. I mean, like at least touched upon there. Look, incredible training ground where we're at today. Phenomenal stadium. I think as a player, if you're driving up here or being taken here to come and sign, I think when you come here, you fall in love with the place before you've even, you've even been told what your what your role will be here. I mean, just. When you look at the club now in terms of stadium, training ground, Antonio, does it feel like the club now is kind of geared to win? Yeah. I, I love the manager, to be honest. I, even before he came, like I always like, you know, his time when he was in Italy, obviously, like, I always thought, oh, I like this guy. Yeah. Because he's a winner. He's a yeah. winner. Do you know what I mean? I know people can say whatever they want to say, but at the end of the day, it's like, like he's, a, he's a winner. He wants yeah. to win. And then, and that's why we're here. Yeah. yeah. Um, and... That's the I standard, think, right? You feel set. For yeah, that's the, the standard. Whole club. The standard yeah. now is set that we've got elite manager, yeah. elite training ground, elite stadium. It feels like now yeah. we're ready. Did and you've seen that? them. You sort of like you've seen the mentality shift anyway. Because yeah. you, so there's games where we've been behind, yeah, and um, and the boys have come back and and won. You know, whether that's a last minute goal and stuff like that. You know, I remember the Man United used to do it years ago. Remember yeah, we used to talk about Man United. They used to find a way to win. Yeah, man. The reason why that is because that's a mentality thing. Yeah, actually. The whistle's not gone. We keep going. Yeah. So I think that's a mentality thing. Not only that, there's probably like a fitness thing as well. Yeah. So from probably how hard the lads worked in, in pre-season. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's, for me, like you said, if I was, if I was a player now, mm. linked with this football club, and you come and you see the facilities and you see the manager and you see the players. Stadium training ground, it's just... Which I mean, you've got, you got like yeah. um, the players that we've brought in. You've got someone like a Harry Kane, like the focal point of the team. You've got a World Cup winner in goal. Yeah. Um, so Amazing. it's like, Actually, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, and 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 I do believe we still can obviously go to go to the next level. So, um, so yeah. For me, I've I've said it before. I've said it ages ago. It does seem like the, the, a perfect time to be at the football club. Yeah. Yeah. Because where the club's going. Yeah. It's, it, that 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 excitement of being able to go to another level is yeah. Is really, it, like a lot, lot of football clubs don't have that. Like the Man Cities, whatever, because they're continuing yeah. to win. They're already winning. They're already there at that pinnacle. Whereas yeah. we've still got that to go. And although that's quite frustrating sometimes from a fan perspective. It's something always to look forward to. Yeah, but as well, yeah, right? but I had it. I had it at Rangers when I went back into Rangers. All those years without winning. Yeah, of course. And then Stephen, and and that was the motivation. I thought actually, it's an opportunity for me to go somewhere, and be a part of something different. Yeah. And I think that, that the opportunity, and then all of a sudden, you're back at the top and you win. 
And then it's like, okay, then now we've got to stay there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, that's, but, the hardest, but, that's the hardest part, I mean? but, for, but, but can you imagine for a player, yeah. when you think, actually, I can go in there and actually make a difference. Yeah. The club should be here because the size of the football club, I can go and actually make a difference and be a part of something special. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, that is a bang on the nail, nail yeah. on the head in terms of if Antonio and the team and the whole setup that we've got, because it is a massive team game, everything around, you, you, everyone included, if we go on to to win a big prize, like yeah. you know, FA Cup, whatever, but yeah. we go and win a big prize, we haven't managed to do that, right, for, yeah. for a long time. So that's going to be, you know, everyone's going to be legends, right? Yeah, 100%. Mate, can't wait. I'm getting excited now. Same. Come on. Same. Jermaine, some quick fire ones. And we're going to end a little bit on the foundation. So, look, I mean, we have to ask you before we have to let you go that when you see your rise in a, in a Spurs show, some of the goals you've scored, we know that obviously one six two Premier League strikes mean that you are the ninth highest scorer in, in top, top flight 10. history above the likes of Michael Owen, Spurs and Teddy Shagan, you said obviously off air as well, as a hero of yours growing up. Um, what for you do you feel was your best goal in a Spurs shirt? My best goal? I think I know your favourite, but I'll say what's your best goal in terms of ability. We'll do a two-parter very quickly. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? I like the one against, I like the Arsenal one and the one against Man City. Yeah. Because the finishes, the, something I practised like. Yeah. And the yeah, man, it's more satisfying, right? You practice, practice, yeah, practice, because and the, it happens. Yeah, because I remember I was one-on-one with Vincent Company, cut inside, beat Joe Hart, and it's just like... Bang. Yeah, two like top, <laughs> top, top players yeah, and yeah. what they're doing that. So I always practice those sort of finishes. But my favourite, that's my, probably my best goal. My favourite goal was... Um, the fifth one against Wigan, because obviously Cause the, the, the history behind five, it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 phenomenal. Lee, we'll let you rattle from the foundation. Close it. Uh, yeah, for sure. So Jermaine, uh, used Ward and OB in 2018 for your charitable work, which is absolutely amazing. Uh, before we look to close this, obviously special, so I wanted to give you uh, some insight into your personal foundation, which you founded in 2013, I think it was. Um, Two what, Jermaine Foe Foundation? Yeah, yeah, the foundation. That was like 2000, uh, well, after the World Cup, really. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, okay, yeah. around that time. So, supporting the homeless, vulnerable, abused children, families. Um, give us some background, Jermaine, if you can, about kind of how, how that's gone, why you kind of got involved in that, and how how we can get involved, or the wider people can get involved. Because I wanted in, to, in I wanted support. to obviously have my. I don't know other players have had their foundations and stuff like that. Especially a lot of the African players, the African boys have done it so well. Yeah. Um, so something that probably I've always wanted to do. I always spoke about it with my mum at but at the right time, and I remember after the. When I think there was a hurricane in St. Lucia actually mm. obviously St. Lucia back, St. Lucia background and stuff like that there was a hurricane in St. Lucia so after the World Cup I flew back to St. Lucia and I remember just driving around seeing all the damage like the schools were damaged the hospital yeah I always knew about the, the I always knew about the problems anyway the the the, the problems because when people talk about St. Lucia it's like oh wow yeah honeymoon destination yeah of course yeah yeah for sure but actually people don't actually realise all the problems like the the disadvantaged kids, the abused kids on the island and all that sort of mm. stuff that I knew anyway. Yeah, growing yeah. up, I've, I've always known. So it was, just, it was just a conversation with my family, my mum and I, and I said, you know what? We need to like actually have a foundation and, and try and raise funds so that we can, you know, because there, there was a children's, there's an actual children's home. Mm. You know, the kids that are sort of lean, obviously ain't got parents and stuff like that. There's a children's home, but there was only one on the island. Wow. And you go there, I, I remember going, it was tiny. And it was like about 10 kids. Probably like two rooms. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Sister Antonia, she was, she, I mean, she was brilliant. She looked after the kids and stuff like that. And I remember saying to my mum, I said, imagine if we can like raise funds and make, just make it a lot bigger. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and, then, and then we had obviously a gala dinner, uh, managed to raise the funds, built the children's home. So there was more space. Nice. And all, the, and all that sort of stuff. And uh, and yeah, so it's just been, and every year we'd have like a football tournament. Yeah. Um, oh, you cool. have them, these like five-a-side tournaments every year, like um, in the summer. 
to obviously again to raise funds to help yeah. you know so we send we do um the shoebox of pills and that you know like every year we do like send like barrels to St Lucia and all that sort of stuff so so yeah so, so that's, that's sort of like the background really yeah but it was it was hard at the time when I when I went there after the World Cup and I saw like the children's home was damaged like there was like a school damaged that like where the you know libraries damaged yeah, kids like couldn't, these, yeah it was just resources like, that they had which was little anyway yeah and I was like actually decimated. yeah and I said to my mum I said we can like do something we can like have a dinner if you get the right people there yeah that are going to raise the funds yeah and uh, and then we can and with the money we can we can do something even if it's something small yeah and that's what we did so yeah, yeah. Jermaine I want to say mate stuff, it's been mate. An absolutely, absolutely wonderful listen thank you so much for your time it's been absolutely superb but I just want to close it on one final thing that we want to bring uh, obviously awareness to is that the fact you've taken part in a huge amount of charitable work with the Tottenham Hotspur Foundation over the years in front of the 18 project and that's providing mentoring and support for children in care while you were a player it's great to hear that you're finally getting back involved in it now upon your return and I think you presented some awards recently right yeah yeah yeah. How was that? That was a, that was good actually, and especially like obviously because when I was here before, it was such a good thing in that because obviously you know a lot of the kids that were obviously were in care, um, and I was gonna say, can you imagine being in care? I could I couldn't imagine being in yeah. care because I had my my parents around. I was lucky, well yeah, my yeah. mum. So you can imagine how difficult that was, but to actually be there and see the kids being recognised for like whether that's something that they've, they've achieved at school or an exam or whatever it was, attendance. Yeah. So, so for them to get that sort of recognition, it must have been such a nice feeling in that because the life before must, you know, it, it must be so hard for them. It must have been so hard, and and to get to get that sort of recognition for you know something something small, and having an event where you know there was music, yeah, um, speeches, you no know, awards and stuff like that. It was it was it was nice. It was nice to be there. You know, all these years later, and yeah. I come back yeah, and yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah, it was it was it was really nice to be there. Yeah. Well, I mean, say Jermaine. Yeah, I was, I was just about to say, like, we're, we're in the, uh, the the press auditorium now. So one day when your manager may be Jermaine, you, you invite uh, us back imagine. in and yeah, we'll, we'll come back into this room. <laughs> yeah, still got to imagine. Me and Nedley. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, been we'll fantastic, see. mate. Thank Honestly. you so much for spending the time with us. Jermaine, yeah, no man, pleasure. Guys, I hope you've enjoyed it with the wonderful Jermaine Defoe and last word on Spurs. Thank you so much. But from the wonderful Lee McQueen, from me, from Jermaine Defoe, guys, please, as always, keep safe, keep well. Couple new Spurs. Come on. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.